teacher was asking the class, if I water my plants every day, if I wash the dishes every day, if I vacuum once a week, will that be enough to get me into heaven? And the kids in the little class, like ours, said, no, no, that won't get you into heaven. Well, if I open up the door for someone that's elderly, if, if I take food to the elderly, if, if I am very polite to the elderly, would, it, would that get me into heaven? The answer is no, I got it from the front row. And so then the teacher says, well, what will get me into heaven? And a little boy sitting at the very back that really hadn't been in the Sunday school very long held up his hand. He says, teacher, you got to die first. (laughs) Heaven we do not discuss very often, do we? We read scriptures and the word is heaven. But I personally have never had a a message on heaven alone. We did have a series on Hades, and uh, Dusty Calloway, I'll never forget that, because he had to stay awake the whole time. Uh, He thought I was swearing up here. So uh, we have discussed that, but we've never gone into the subject of heaven, and it is so extensive, and we really ought to know about heaven. It's, it's amazing that those of us that are in church on a regular basis, how little we actually know about heaven. So today I'm going to lead us in that direction so that we can have a better understanding than what we may have had in the past. First of all, the word heaven is used in my, uh, my version of the Bible uh, NIV, 622 times. But there's a lot of other references to heaven, to that holy space. But I want to visit with you about just a few of them this morning. If you got into your concordance, you'd be able to find where it's mentioned in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. First of all, we've got to trust the Bible. We've got to have faith in this. And there is more and more documentation that verifies the, the Bible than ever before. People thought, well, as we get smarter and smarter, we're going to have that knowledge and we'll understand that that is just fiction. It's not real at all. But more the archaeologists dig in Jerusalem and Israel, the more they find cities that are mentioned in here different locations that are mentioned in the Bible, more verification. And so the more they search, the more they realize the validity of the Bible. And I'm, relax, I'm not going to read all 622 of them to you. I'm only reading four or five of them. I can see people getting nervous. Oh, he's going to read every one of those to us. In Isaiah, the ninth verse. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As it begins, as the heavens are higher, so it's a knowledgement of heaven. How do we begin the Lord's Prayer? 
our Lord who is in heaven. In the book of Psalms, the 11th chapter, the 4th verse, The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord is on His heavenly throne. There's the visual there. The visual of of the Lord being on His throne. The, The visual of Jesus sitting next to Him on His throne. But the words in the Bible make reference to going up into heaven. So there we know that this is not just something somebody put in a uh, hymnal. It's not just something somebody wrote a nice poem about. The Bible frequently will talk about going up into heaven. In the uh, seventh chapter of um, Romans, do you not, seventh chapter, uh, do you not know, brothers and sisters, For I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has authority over someone only as long as that person lives. For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law. For sin, this is the 14th verse. In the sixth chapter, for sin shall no longer be your your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Jesus Christ made it possible for us to have that salvation, so that we can have that time in eternity. We have the comfort of knowing that our family will be there when we get there. It is made reference to in the Bible that we will be joining those in our family that predeceased us. And I really didn't know if that was biblical or not until just this last week in studying. And so when I, when I have a loved one that goes on, we know that immediately that spirit is with the Lord, that the body is just a vessel. We will We will have a funeral, we will have a burial, but that spirit of Jesus Christ, of God himself, is in heaven. The individual's spirit is in heaven as well. So we have that comfort that is so critical to to the peace that we have once a loved one passes away. In John, the 14th chapter, first verse, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. For my Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Jesus Christ is already there. He was telling the followers that I am going there to prepare a place for you in my Father's mansion. He is there. He will be there when we enter heaven. The Lord Himself will be there. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way, the truth, and the life. 
But Thomas says, no, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we follow you? Jesus answers, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Christ is our our ticket to get into heaven. Once we have declared Him as our Lord and as our Savior, there is a heaven. Jesus has already prepared a place for each and every one of us. At the time He used those words, the disciples didn't understand. But just like us, sometimes we look in the rearview mirror and we see the answers. We see what took place. We understand it in a way that we have never understood before. In the book of Luke, did you get one of my tabs, Gerald? (laughs) Well, it's working because I'm lost. Um, In the book of of, uh, John, we have a story about a, a man that was what we would refer to as a, a beggar, someone, a street person, someone that had nothing but rags. And we also, and his name is Lazarus. And then we also have a man that has great wealth. And Lazarus hangs around uh, just for the table scraps. If he can just get that, that's all he needs. And the word tells us that the dogs in the street would even lick the wounds of his flesh. He had a miserable existence, but he passed away. And when he did, the word tells us that he went to heaven. Well, the master, he also passed away. But he does not make it to heaven. He's in that place, and the word tells us that it has flames, that it is burning, that Hades is a place like you and I have visualized and where there's great pain, great suffering, and Lazarus is there. Pardon me, Lazarus is in heaven, the rich man is, is in Hades. The rich man looks up and he sees Lazarus, and he asks that Lazarus just give him one drop, just one drop of water so that he can quench his thirst. Maybe that will help with his pain and suffering that he has. So in this Uh, story that Jesus is telling, he is describing both a heaven and yes, a hell. He's describing them both and that there is two different places. Lazarus also says that, pardon me, the brother, the rich man says, I have three brothers. I have three brothers. Go tell them about this place. And then Abraham, and it makes reference to Abraham instead of God. Remember, this is an Old Testament teaching because Jesus has not passed away. He has not been crucified. So he says to Abraham, go, tell my brothers about this place so they can change their ways. And Abraham uh, gives the answer of, He has Moses, your brother had Moses, and he has the prophets. He has all of those. And if they don't hear 
what they say. They're not going to believe me. And then the rich man says, but if there's just one person that would come back to life, they would believe that person. Somebody that had been dead and comes back to life, they would believe it. Well, Jesus was that answer. And there were still, and there still is today, millions of individuals that do not believe there is a Jesus Christ. In spite of the Word, in spite of the teachings, in spite of millions and millions of individuals that accept Him as the Lord, there are still hundreds of millions that do not believe there is. Jesus Himself told us there is a heaven. He did say, I'm going to be with my Father in heaven, and I will bring you. He does say that my Father who art in heaven, there is such a place that you and I have a reservation there. The Word also tells us there is a book of life, a book that will tell the names of each and every person that is to come into the gates of heaven. True story, a, a lady that was a friend of Dr. David Jeremiah was a very exceptional vocalist. And she got an invitation to sing at a very, very exclusive wedding. She was thrilled. It was a real compliment to her. And then afterwards, those that had an invitation went to a very special place in this city. This city, this was the tallest uh, building in Seattle. And they had the top two floors reserved for this wedding party. Well, the vocalist and her husband went up there, and the maitre d' says, what is your name? And he, she told him, says, I'm having trouble finding it. Would you spell that for me? He says, I'm sorry. Your, your name's not on the list of people that are to be entered into this wedding party. And she says, but I was a singer. He says, I don't care because your name is not in that book, so you cannot come into this wedding party. Our name must be in the book of life. How do you get it into the book of life? By accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's the only way. That is the only way that we can enter into heaven. While we are here, we are as Christians to do good deeds. We are to be good Samaritans, if you will. We're told that we are to be kind to each and every person, to have love for our neighbors, and the neighbors could be those in Africa. We have the door. We have at the door, we have St. Peter that will greet us, and we will have that eternity in heaven. There was once a farmer, and he lived around here, and he had uh, quite a spread. But his wife always wanted him to update the house. And he, he didn't, you know, it costs so much to farm. Y'all know better than I. Any farming equipment at all is so expensive. And so 
the new carpet and new cabinets always got put off for something else. Well, the wife passed away. She goes to heaven, sees St. Peter, and St. Peter says, your name is here. You are welcome, but you must first spell one word. And she said, what is that? He says, love. She spells love, and the, the trumpets sound, the doors swing open, and she enters into to the kingdom of God. Well, as, as time went by, her ex-husband remarried a much younger woman. And for her, he redid the house. New carpet, new cabinets, you know, everything was brought up, you know, just to please her. There was no, object, no, uh, no reason why not. Well, he dies, and he gets to heaven. And St. Peter was on leave at that time, and his ex-wife is the one that is at the gate. So she says, God, it's great to see you. And yes, your name is in the book of life, but you have to spell one word before you can get in. He said, okay, what's that word? And she said, Czechoslovakia. In a survey that was taken by Better Home and Garden, it said, ask the readers, who are you looking forward to seeing the most when you get to heaven? And 30% said they want to see their mother. Second, with 16%, said they wanted to see their father. But only 10% said they wanted to see their husband or their wife. There wasn't that same enthusiasm to see the spouse for some reason, and Dr. David Jeremiah didn't have an answer to that either. (laughs) We know there is a heaven. We also know there is a hell. We know that there are rewards For those that will serve the Lord while on this earth, there are rewards. And the greatest reward of all is that you will be able to see Jesus Christ. You will see Jesus Christ as as we have worshipped Him, as we have studied Him. You will see the King of all kings. You will see Him there at the right hand of God. Above everyone else, whether it's your spouse, your children, your your Uh, your in-laws, whatever, you're going to see God up there and He will be present. He will be on the throne and you and I already have a ticket that's stamped, paid in full. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we ask that you be with each and every person here. For there are those that have great concerns on their heart. There are those that are struggling And yes, dear Lord, we say bless those that have brought joy into this year's sanctuary today. For we know that from all that is good, Jesus Christ makes it available. So go with us now as we leave this, your house. We pray it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.